what it do crew welcome to the podcast uh this is a series that we're calling crew community talks um and basically it's just random conversations um that we're having with people that are in crew um so today's episode is going to be about our summer mission opportunities um and this first one is going to be our stateside summer missions which are daytona and clearwater and the guests that we have today are ben graham and jed burris Hello. What's up, guys? Are you guys going to introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I'm Ben. I, uh, I'm a senior now at UK, of course. And uh, this past summer, I went to Daytona Summer Mission. Uh, so, yeah. I don't, do you want anything else? That's pretty good. Okay. Jed? I'm Jed. I'm a sophomore. I'm a kinesiology major. Uh, and I went to Clearwater Summer Mission. Word. And I guess I'm Kaylee. I should probably, I don't think I said that. It's okay. Um, anyways, first of all, what um, were your thoughts like leading up to going on um, the summer mission? Or even, actually, how did you even decide that you were going to go on summer mission in the first place? Yeah, so I actually didn't really think I was going to do a summer mission during the summer. I thought I was just going to stay at home, hang out. I didn't really see anything like leading me towards that and then all the staff members kind of kept pushing it towards me and I they, <laughs> yeah so I decided to go on summer mission because the staff members just kind of kept pushing it towards me I really didn't plan on doing anything like that with my summer originally and then I kind of decided to spend some time praying about it trying to listen to what the Lord wants me to do with my summer and Clearwater seemed like a great opportunity uh, I wanted to make some money during the summer so that worked out really well I love the beach and honestly I really had no great desire to stay home all summer. I didn't really have anything there for me to to be there for. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I guess for me, um, it was more of, I think I decided to do it be just because I had the summer available. Um, I'm in engineering, and it's pushed pretty heavily to do internships and that kind of stuff. Um, and I've been blessed to have um, co-ops during, like, school semesters. Um, so that left my summer completely open. Um, and I, I knew I still needed to work. Um, but I was able to like get some arrangements, uh, find a job in Lexington. Um, but it was like a very chill situation, um, with a guy who's married to, um, you know, Jacob Blair married to Amber who's on staff. <coughs> so, um, but the Lord had definitely placed it on my heart that it was like, I don't have any major commitments over the summer. Um, so just the um, constant thought of, you know, since I don't have this commitment, like I should commit to something like serious. Um, and Daytona being just three weeks uh, still allowed me to get in the work that I needed to do. Um, so it was really just a, you know, an easy situation to go. Awesome. Um, what were your guys' like thoughts? Like, were you having any doubts going into the mission trip, um, or yeah, I guess even like positive thoughts as well? Just whatever thoughts you had. Yeah, um, I was pretty excited about it at first, um, but I signed up um, a couple months months in advance, and then as it got closer and closer, I definitely started to have some doubts about it. Um, 
But I think when I look back, that was just definitely more of like uh, my my sense of pride getting in the way and just a worry of, you know, the fact that I would be going basically alone. There's um, there's two other people from UK who went, but at the time I maybe had one conversation with each of them. So it was a deal of, you know, I would be going with um, really not knowing anybody there, uh, which is something I've gotten a lot more comfortable with, um, especially because of Daytona. But at this time, it was very nerve-wracking for me. And um, I also just struggled with the idea of asking for support um, through money and through prayer, just as I said, like with a pride issue. Uh, But, and then I know the day before and then the drive down, like all of that just went away where it was just, um, kind of having peace uh, with the situation and just resting in, you know, what the Lord had in store for me. So eventually, you know, I was excited for it and ready, but there was a lot of doubt going into it. But, I mean, all of that was completely cleared when I got down there. So Yeah, for me, um, I, I was really excited. Um, I've been on a few mission trips in the past, and so I kind of had like a fundraising system down. But I think the thing I was more nervous about was just a new environment because I'm, I'm an only child, and I wasn't really used to living with, like, from the how this trip was set up, there was nine guys in one house, and we were all sharing, like, I think three bedrooms. So it wasn't, like, insanely packed, but it was way more than I've ever experienced and just living in close quarters with people like that. But it, honestly, like, I going down, I spent a lot of time in prayer on the way down because I just drove down by myself the whole way. It was really good just to calm my nerves and kind of just kind of lay in the Lord's hands and allow myself to trust in him to a better extent. I don't know. Uh, Ben, you kind of mentioned support raising and how you um, were feeling about that. Um, So let's talk about that, like more specific. Um, Again, you already mentioned kind of your thoughts on it at first. Um, So, yeah, initial thoughts on it. um, And then just, I guess, like how you saw the Lord work through support raising as well. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. As I said, like, I had a lot of doubts with it, and I struggled with it a lot at first just because of self, uh, you know, self-pride and not feeling comfortable um, with it because, you know, asking for money is a very vulnerable thing to do, even if it's for um, a, you know, even if it's for a summer mission. Uh, But um, eventually, you know, it was a thing of, um, I kind of was running out of time, so I just had to send out the letters to do so. And um, I noticed after about a week and a half, um, it, it took a couple of days, of course, for letters to get out. But uh, I'd say well after, like around a week after the letters should have arrived, I was looking and I you know, didn't have any support raised or whatever. Um, so I kind of spent that day just worrying about it trying to, you know, do some calculations on my own of like, okay, you know, maybe I can just put in some of my own, some of my own money so that it'll work out. Um, and then I spent, you know, a solid, at the end of the day, um, I was looking back and noticed that, you know, I was trying to do it on my own. I spent, um, I don't know, it was probably about an hour um, just sitting there in my room Um just resting in the Lord, nothing going on, nothing on the TV, just resting in the Lord and praying about it, um, just that he would give me the patience. Um, 
and the um, humility that it really took to surrender that to him and just to trust that it would work out. Um, and then, and this was, I, I, as I said, you know, I waited to the last minute to do it. So that was, um, so it got down to the wire and uh, it was a thing of, you know, within, uh, within two days of me going, um, I ended up raising like well over what I needed, which is really encouraging that uh, to see how, you know, resting in the Lord and having the patience um, that he asks of us, you know, he'll always provide and there will be a way for it to work out. In my experience fundraising, it was a really cool opportunity to see the, the connections that my family has made with fellow believers and see them supporting um, other believers. Um, that was really encouraging that I could call on the fellowship that, that me and my family have with all of our friends and see them, them pouring out what God's blessed them with already um, to allow him to work in other places. I think every time that I've had a support raise, I can look back and see that the Lord has been been faithful to me and he's been there providing whatever I need him to. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know what support raising is, um, when you go on a summer mission with crew or even you're doing um, staff with them, um, you basically build um, a team of ministry partners who give financially um, to help you go on that trip. Um, and also um, like a prayer team as well through that. Um, so there's people praying for you and giving to you. Um, and it's really good opportunity for them to also um, send people on mission and play a role in um, the Lord's mission as well. So there you go. Um, okay. So obviously there were a few other UK crew um, members that went with you. Um, and again, Ben, you kind of talked about it a little bit. You didn't really know them as well before the mission trip. Um, so yeah, how have those relationships, I guess, specifically with um, the UK crew people developed over the mission trip? There was two other people from UK that were going to Clearwater this summer or last summer. And honestly, I wasn't really close and really knew them very well whatsoever. Um, it was Leah and Aiden, if you know them. And so I'll speak mostly for Aiden, what that was like. Uh, we were very different people. We are very different interests and hobbies and stuff. So going into it, I didn't really know what was going to come out of that relationship. But it was really cool to see how God fostered that friendship and we were able to really grow close on the basis of our, of our faith and our, our communion with the Lord and being able to not just be friends for the hobbies we have, but to be friends because we have a desire to grow closer to the Lord together. So that was really cool, you know, being able to foster that relationship after the trip as well has been really cool to see us just being there for each other and being able to talk about how the ways the, the Lord worked in our lives at Clearwater too. So, yeah. so not the same Aiden as Jed. Um, but I, like I said, I didn't know either of them going into it, um, but then me and Aiden drove down together. Um, and, like, funny story, I actually, like, lost my voice on the way down to Daytona. Um, so it's like, as I'm meeting everybody there the first couple of days, I just didn't have a voice. They said a couple of people thought that was just my voice or I had smoked since I was eight <laughs> or something. But no, I had just like, I mean, it was like a 12 hour car ride where I was, it was just like Aiden for some reason didn't go to sleep, even though we left at like six and he had like one hour of sleep the night before. <laughs> But so we just like the whole 12 hours, it was just us talking and 
I'm definitely I I'm definitely more of a talkative per- person than Aiden, um, just who we are. So you know, I was I was talking a lot, um, but you know, in that we we were able to really find out a lot about each other um, before we even got into the mission trip, uh, which was really cool. And you know, it's kind of been a thing of, uh, I mean, I don't really see him too much, but it's just because we have very different schedules. Um, but I feel like it's like it's to a point where even though we didn't know each other at all, it's now like a thing of like a high school friend where it's like, you know, you don't see each other. But when you do is, you know, as if nothing happened and you're just right back into that, like really good friendship. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Everybody's gonna think that was me, Ben. <laughs> that was definitely Ben. <laughs> Bro, what are you talking about? Like my my voice cannot physically get that high. It sounded just like you, Kaylee. <laughs> Lies. Okay, slay. I'll say that. Slay. Okay, slay. Slay. <clears throat> that was also not Kaylee. That was in fact both of them. So you guys finally make it down to your locations. <laughs> Um, what were your initial thoughts, I guess, arriving? Um, what did that, I guess, process look like when you got there, um, settling in? And how did you settle in as well? So kind of a big yeah. question. I got there first for, like, all the guys, I think. I'm just eager to get down there, and I like to get places early. And so I'm not going to lie. It was very, very intimidating because there's a lot of people from Tennessee there that already knew each other. I wasn't. I was a little intimidated by it, honestly. And er, the first day feels like – a fever dream because like I see all these faces and I barely talk to anybody but by the end of it we're all like best friends but yeah it was just intimidating but the staff members and just the environment they create makes it very easy to just get to know everybody you get to find a group of people that you really connect with very easily and yeah I mean by the end of it you're going to be close with almost everybody on that trip yeah um <clears throat> I would agree that, you know, there's definitely an intimidation to it. Uh, I feel like my approach was just more of, like, avoid it when I can um, and, like, get through the three three weeks, um, focusing on the ministry aspect of it. I was kind of wasn't really expecting to make, you know, any great connections. Um, but, you know, thankfully there was, you know, guys there who are much more outgoing than I am. Um who, you know, came up, introduced themselves, um, asked some really weird questions. I think the first question I was asked at our dinner was um, my opinion of communism. Wow. Um, people just being, like, super open um, to me at first was really, you know, really helped me kind of get out of my shell and open up and learn how to, you know, be more outgoing uh, to start. Um, and yeah, it was just awesome to see the connection that, you know, believers can have with one another, um, and the love of the Lord that goes back and forth. What was kind of like a typical day or week, um, on the summer mission for you guys? I'll go. (laughs) Um, so at Daytona, it was really on like a every other day, um, schedule is what we saw. Um, we would have, we had a um, crew staff there who, uh, his name is Earl Shute, who would um, give us, like he taught through Galatians while we were there. 
um, over the three weeks. Um, so it'd be a thing of like every other day, it'd either be, you know, in the mornings we sit under him um, preaching or we would do some some sort of like evangelism training. Um, that's something that's really big at with Daytona is <clears throat> kind of using it as like a launch point for like other mission trips as over the three weeks, you know, you get, it's just like a greenhouse of evangelism training uh, where it's like, you know, every other day um, they're going over some with us, um, you know, memorizing uh, some tools that crew has like the uh, knowing God personally or the satisfied booklet or, you know, solarium cards stuff like that, like going over all of that. And then, um, yeah, we would have that, you know, we would have, we would have lunch, some free time. Um, and then if not every day, every other day, we would, um, spend like three hours or whatever out on the beach, maybe not three hours, but you know, uh, we would spend some good time out on the beach, um, going up and sharing with people as you know, that was the main purpose was to go out and share God's word. Um, and then, uh, once a week we would have, yeah, once a week or so we would have a day off, uh, where, uh, it's really like a time for community to build that relationships with one another. Um, and yeah, it was just, you know, a lot of training, um, and sitting under the word. Um, but then, you know, they gave us a lot of time to go out and apply it too. So it was good. So yeah, Clearwater will kind of orient it, um, to make it like a normal work week, but then add in, uh, evangelism, in community events, so pretty much we'd work around four to five days a week. You'd probably work, I think I'd work from 7 a.m. to around 3 in the afternoon on a lot of the days. Um, <clears throat> we'd have events where we'd hold pretty much like a crew that we have here at school, but we'd hold it there and invite our coworkers to that. We would have a prayer and vision where we'd go worship and pray on the beach. We would go share on Saturdays and go do different methods and try different things out to see what we thought was an effective way to share the gospel. Then we would, yeah, we, we would go through discipleship. You get paired up with a staff member and you'd have a little discipleship group. You'd do that one-on-one in like kind of like a little Bible study group. And then you'd have like a one-on-one with one of the staff members where they disciple you individually. And yeah, we spend some time on the beach after work, go just hang out, build community and honestly, a lot of the time we just hang out after work. It was a lot of time spent just being there for each other, asking hard questions, being vulnerable. And so pretty much every aspect of the trip, you're you're busy, but it's also like it's pretty restful at the same time. Um, so obviously a big part of uh, summer mission is evangelism. Um, so do you guys have any stories that you can remember um, about your time on the beach um, evangelizing? Or even, like, I guess other people's stories maybe that was shared um, on the trip. Yeah. um, I know, uh, me personally, I didn't experience this. um, But I know we had, over the three weeks, we had 20 people who came to faith, like, while we were out on the beach um, sharing, uh, which was super encouraging to hear. Um, um, I will say, I think my experience was, you know, it was either – um, we met people who were believers and we kind of encouraged them to, you know, pursue it more, um, especially, you know, um, the college students be like, all right, you know, there is a crew on your campus, you know, we think you should get involved in all that, or it was either that, or, you know, we got some pretty, um, 
unresponsive uh, people or, you know, they would go through the cards with us but wouldn't really um, be open to changing their minds. Um, <clears throat> I think one of the cool, I'd say, like, two of the things that stuck with me was one day we went out and we were just, like, playing games on the beach um, and using that to, like, build a relationship with people and then share with them. Um, and I was able to talk to these four guys um, from Chicago who grew up uh, within the church but then kind of left. Um, but they were saying that, like, as they were, like, seeing our community, like, that was something that they had never – they had always heard about in church, but they had never experienced it themselves in church, which is why they kind of went away from it. Um, but that, like, you know, seeing seeing us and how we were with one another – just knowing each other for a couple of weeks was really encouraging to them. Um, you know, so that's, that's really cool to see, even if it's not something that I'm going to know how it works out in the end. Um, that's something that I can, you know, pray on and trust in the Lord that, you know, as we planted the seed, he's watering and leading that further. So. Yeah. So my experience with evangelism at Clearwater so they focus a lot more on relational evangelism and kind of training you to evangelize in like a workplace and a everyday setting and not just going out. We would go out and share on like Saturdays and we'd go do that for like three to four hours using different methods that I talked about earlier. But I think it was really cool to see. So there's one guy, his name is David, and he's been around working at the same place because we get jobs at the same location. So there's people that, that know the, that the summer mission people come down every summer. And so there's this one guy who's been, he would come to some of the crew stuff um, that was hosted the summer before. I think he even made the summer before that. But Christianity never really clicked for him. But it was really cool this year to see that after having some hard conversations with, between him and, a, and one, of our, one of the students there, he gave his life to Christ. And that was really cool to see of just like, yeah, sometimes it's not going to take one one meeting with somebody for them to give their life to Christ. It's it's going to be a lot of tedious, hard conversations and just persistence in their lives and just showing the love. And I think a lot of the evangelism we do also is just through how we act, how we work on that on in our jobs. Uh, that that can give you a lot of opportunities to to share with others. And honestly, when you're working, a lot of the times you're not doing much. There's, all, there's many periods of time we're not really doing anything. So we use that time to to share, ask questions, dig deep into their spiritual lives and try to understand them a little bit better that we can maybe share what our spiritual lives are like with them. So it's very different than I think what Daytona does. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just different type. How did the mission trip impact your relationship with the Lord? So I think the mission trip was able to Show me areas that I, that I need to grow in that I wouldn't have experienced in everyday life if I wasn't on that trip. I think it gave me opportunities to trust in the Lord, especially with evangelism and just fostering friendships with people. Sometimes it's really hard. You have conflict, and when you're with people for eight weeks in, a, in one house with like nine other guys, there's conflict that's going to arise. So it was really cool to see the Lord just move in those relationships allow me to see his faithfulness in my life. Um, and I think 
the cool thing about Clearwater is it gives you really op- a really good opportunity to get discipline in, in your schedule and like quiet times, and they give you a lot of time to like one of the, one of the segments of the week is prayer and or you have like a reflection day where they where you go sit out on the beach or wherever you want to have your quiet time for two hours, and they just let you reflect on the week, reflect on how the Lord the Lord's worked, um, what your relationship with Him looks like. So I think that's a it was a really good opportunity for me to really dissect okay what do I really believe about the Lord what is what does the Bible say about him and really just grow in my understanding of what that relationship should look like in all areas I think two of my biggest takeaways uh, with like my relationship the, with the Lord um, one of them being um, like learning how to truly rest in him um, I've always been kind of a uh, push 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 uh, type of person uh, not really taking rest and just getting the work done um, however I can by myself. And one day, um, and we, we did it twice there over the three weeks, they had scheduled a day of rest where it was uh, four hours of scheduled time where we would do something uh, that kind of we felt the Lord's presence in. Uh, me personally, I chose... You know, I spent time reading. I went for a walk, um, listening to worship music. Uh, I know there were people who were just sitting there on the beach, no music, nothing. Um, And it was kind of, you know, figure out how you can rest in the Lord. And that's been something that I've taken back with me as well, uh, is applying that to my life so, you know, I don't get drained. But And then also just, you know, um, being being more open, being more outgoing uh, as... You know, realizing that Christ is over it all, so I shouldn't be worried about that first step as, you know, as I used to be, um, and just kind of stepping out in faith with relationships and stuff. What are you guys bringing back to campus then? Um, kind of, you know, what I was saying with what I learned um, is, you know, the focus of um, alone time with the Lord and resting in that um, as especially as with crew and as leaders um, going out is, you know, we hear it a lot that, you know, an empty cup can't really pour out properly. So as you're trying to pour into others, you have to make sure you're taking that one-on-one time with the Lord uh, to be poured into. Um, And yeah, just, just overall boldness because, you know, the Lord is over it all. Um, He's all powerful and, um, you know, this is his creation, and he fills every bit of it. Um, so wherever we go, the Lord has been already, um, and just trusting in that and using that as, you know, to build courage for steps of faith. Yeah, I'll say two things that I took back were kind of going off what Ben said was trusting in the Lord. Um, I think just being able to trust in him and understand what that really looks like in evangelism and relationships and just all areas. I, I think I, I grew a lot in how can I do that in an actual applicable way? Like, what does that look like? So I think I was able to bring that back and been, been following through with that every day. Um, and I think a more practical, like physical, non-spiritual thing is, is more like what are logistic steps on how I can evangelize in everyday life? Um, so I think... They, they prep you very well for that. They go through a lot of lessons and teaching and 
just practice of how can you reach those around you when you're not sharing like a one one and done type of thing where you just go up to somebody and start a conversation like if if you're working with somebody for 30 years how can you share the gospel with them and yeah i think that's i, I learned a lot about how i can how i can share the gospel in relationships that are already in my life so I thought that was really, really cool and something that I can I can remember for the rest of my life. Well, that is a wrap on our community talk about stateside summer missions. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Jed, uh, for coming on the podcast, um, being obedient to the Lord um, with your summers and uh, just his mission. Um, and also being bold to come on the podcast and talk about your experience as well. Um, yeah, so if you guys are interested um, in either of these stateside summer missions, um, you can find them on the crew website, our link trees, which are, can be found also on their social medias as well. And we are out of here. Thank you for listening to the Kentucky crew podcast. We're a family captivated by the joy of knowing Christ united under the call to make him known. We keep our feet firmly planted in Kentucky and our eyes on the world. Make sure you follow us on all our socials at UK crew.